Gameaholics. We are fresh off our year in review podcast, and we are super excited to bring some fresh new games into 2022. Starting off strong is, shockingly, another indie game, one that Colin had found. Um, the premise alone kind of, I was like, this seems kind of weird. Played the game. Honestly, a little bit life-changing. I, I absolutely loved it. Colin, um, introduce the game. Tell us a little bit about it. Like, how did you find this? Where's it going? So, I de- uh, ironically, as Luke just announced, that these are going to be all brand new 2022 games. This game's from 2016. Well, I don't mean brand I, I, new 2020. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean we have a new year yeah. of new games on the podcast that we haven't reviewed before. Correct. Except next week, which we'll spoil a little bit later. But. Yeah. So uh, the premise of this game, Firewatch, is it, it was interesting to me. So I, when we were doing the indie month in December, we were scrambling to find a game to play in the last week. I, ironically, we didn't actually release an episode we decided to take christmas and new year's off i think spend it with our loved ones yeah like you and me virtually yeah Yeah. (laughs) virtually yeah so uh this game i found it uh, near the end probably just a couple days before christmas it was on game pass and the premise alone kind of intrigued myself and luke i don't think the premise like when i i when you first kind of said to me this is what this game's about I, I just kind of sat there, and I, I read it, and I was like, this looks weird. Um, so, game Firewatch? Yeah. So, Firewatch, and... Okay, so, yeah, Luke looked at it, and he thought it looked like The Incredibles, in a sense. Like, the well, graphics. No, the graphics, yes. But but the, the part that I saw is Colin said... Buddy, you need to play this game. Like I'm I'm fucking dialed. Like you need to you need to rip this thing. Like it's so good. And I was like I was like, you know, Colin normally has a pretty good call out for indie games. I think like I'm giving you credit right now. <laughs> like you you kill the indie game side of things for us. Um, so I was like, sure, I'll give this thing a try. So I see it. I don't remember. Do you remember how much I paid? Thirty bucks, I think. You? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like thirty. So um, thirty bucks. So what I did was I sort of went on and um. Like, the the premise is you are a fire watcher in a state park in Oregon. I believe, right? It's Oregon? Wyoming. Wyoming, right. It's in Wyoming, and um, you're a fire watcher, which essentially, I guess, was a job... This is set in the 80s? Late 80s. Uh, and this is a job where basically there's these huge kind of like towers um, that overlook this national park. Yellowstone and Park, the big one. It wasn't Yellowstone in this one, though. It was it was Yellowstone. Really? It was, it was a part of it, yeah. Oh, it was part of Yellowstone. Okay. Yeah. So, um, basically, oh, yeah, Yellowstone National Park, and they um, people basically lived in these towers, and their whole job every single day was like to, you know, kind of keep an eye and see if any fires were going up, and if they were, kind of tracking the way the fires are going, where everything's heading. So, the premise was kind of interesting, like, kind of interesting, but also at the same time, I was like, how is this game going to be like all that um so i mean you played this before i did you yeah. kind of got dialed in i think it was free on game pass yeah game pass so i found it on game pass i found a couple other games too that i we i decided was not podcast worthy and i'm not going to mention their names so i i mentioned these games to luke luke looked at each one and i'm like i started firewatch and i didn't really give him a choice i just started texting him like this game is nuts and like he was like okay interested and uh it got like really weird, like um, the the premise at the beginning. It's it's kind of almost like a role playing game in a sense, like uh, like you really control the person as yourself, but they have a character's name for him. So um, um, it's actually okay. not in Yellowstone. I'm okay. pulling this up right now. It's in Shoshone National Forest. Ah, so so it's also yeah. I mean, it's also Yellowstone. I believe is in Wyoming still. Yeah, but this is a different one, and it actually is the year after the awful. Uh, Yellowstone fires in 1988. So it's okay. set in 1989 in a different park in Wyoming, but after I guess what happened in Yellowstone with these horrible fires that took down a lot of the park, um, I guess that that's kind of why they're basing this is like we need fire watchers in all of our parks so we can make sure that this doesn't happen again. Okay, awesome. So thank you for the quick fact check. Yeah, so you're in this park and you're playing as a guy named hank but harry you know yeah for they, sure they, they, she calls him hank but like he doesn't like it's it. actually henry henry but it goes for hank yeah yes. yeah she's she calling him hank his real name's henry so 
the the really interesting part I think of this game is it's pretty much entirely dialogue driven. There's there's really no um, combat of any sort. Um, you obviously walk around and explore, but you never really see another human being if you think about it. Like I mean, you kind of see do nothing. at the end and at the beginning, sort of like you see the mysterious figure. Yeah, and you see the the helicopter person. Ex- exactly. Yeah, so it. so there's it. not a ton of like it, it's very like you're alone. The only person you have is this mysterious girl named Delilah, who's also a fire watcher, but I believe like the supervisor of the other fire watchers, um, who you sort of develop a relationship with over radio. So the game starts off really weird, if you ask me, and it sort of set a interesting tone. So it's 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 a black screen, pretty much. Yeah, black screen, and they have two options. So it basically tells the story of how Henry got to the the park. And, and as you, as and you, you answer get these to questions, pick his story. yeah, you get to pick a story. And as you're walking along t- towards this park, you watch him hike the two days to get to the the fire watchtower. Every time it would fade in and out of like different things you're doing with him, and they'd give you another option. So the real beginning of this game takes place in 1975, where Henry is drunk at a bar in Boulder, Colorado, with his friends. I guess going out, just going out for the night, and he falls upon this girl. And he walks up to the girl and says a drunken... And you get to pick how he tries to hit on her. Tries to hit on her. Um, The the thing is, I mean, realistically, I find any sort of dialogue choice that you pick in this game, oh, it ends you in the same sort of boat. Like, it's very similar, I find, to Backbone in that way, where you kind of... uh, You know what? I I don't actually... Sorry, I'm kind of kind of back myself here, but like... Backbone, you could feel, I've said this a hundred times, that there's different stuff and different ways to go, and there's not. This game, it does, even though you can pick different kind of dialogue options, I wasn't upset that the game could only go one way, I think. It's just interesting to be able to pick your character's backstory. Yeah. Really sad backstory, Very, too. very sad backstory. So, anyways, he, yeah, so it gets sad. So, he <laughs> he basically hits on this girl. This girl makes fun of him whenever she feels bad, takes him for for food the next day. They end up dating. Uh after this, they get married. Uh, her name's Julianne. Julia. Uh, Julia. 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 Things go so, by, obviously. Like, they years go, go by. Years go by. She, they get a dog. They get a dog. You can choose a dog type that you like. Doesn't like, matter. It doesn't really end. matter with the name. Well, it it just for it's just more for like the voice actors to like have lines when you actually Yeah, agreed. Agreed. And, and like, like I said. Yeah, like you said, dialogue It was driven. small choices and they don't really affect what actually. The, the choices and what happens with your wife doesn't really have much it kind of does but it doesn't really have much to do with the main story right like it's you're sort of just setting up and understanding what drove your character to do this very secluding very lonely job yeah exactly so you're you're saying the wife tragic story yeah she gets i think early onset dementia yeah and she's like four in her early 40s she's been commuting back and forth to connecticut to go to yale i believe it's yale yeah she's a professor professor yeah. at yale because she was a professor in boulder that's how you met her at the bar she was like with a bunch of like her colleagues or whatever and um yeah she gets dementia you can choose whether you want to keep her in boulder or do you want to put her in a home in australia yeah well, well, oh, no, no, home, first, yeah. home or boulder in your house so after that eventually her parents come to take her back to and australia like, yeah. so i chose to keep her in the home loop chose to kept put her in a home it doesn't really matter it's just more like if how your preference was in that situation I yeah because colin was actually i think we were watching football or recording actually our last podcast when i i kind of threw this on and you kind of walked saw me walk through the initial steps and we picked some we picked different answers i think it was christmas day to be honest might have been might have yeah. been we we went through some answers and like mine were very different than colin's but again it, it ends up with the same thing so yeah it's really really sad you know like um you can't take care of her well, regardless of the the options you choose, so you know her family from Australia ends up taking her back to Australia to uh, take care of her, which is sad. Yeah, in all situations, it's either you do poorly with her in the house or you put her in the home, and, and it's a tough decision yeah. regardless. And you stop visiting her at you, the home. Yeah, it it's gets like, it, it gets very dark. Regard, no matter which way you go, it gets dark, and this and this loss and this like the story ends up being the reason why you as Henry decide to become a fire watcher yeah totally so first night you're in the the you get up to the tower and you get a full uh, immediately of like a i guess a walkie talkie and the walkie talkie has a person on the line immediately question 
why you're doing this and like she's she's annoying kind of at first and you're like okay and you just answer and play along and then you go to bed next day she admits she was drunk on the yeah that was <laughs> drunk wild. drunk saying like she was just like questioning about it or anything and you basically become friends with this person named delilah and um so she's a great personality by the way i i you know what i the voice acting was really strong in this um really really strong um so kind of this game starts off very like oh, these teenage campers are blasting loud music and setting off fireworks. You need to go tell them to be quiet. Like, you're kind of doing, like, park rangery slash, I guess, firewatcher. I guess that they had to probably do that, too. Like, kind of just doing park things. And, and eventually you start, like, weird, quote-unquote, weird things sort of start happening. And, like, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of just, like, what's going on like why do i hear like for example sometimes a random person you could hear them breathing on the radio or something or you see a mysterious figure in the woods and 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 things just start seeming weird and weird you find the girl's campsite and it's destroyed by something and you don't really know what it is and they think that it was you um and and just sort of you it sets the mood where the first, what do you think, one third of the game, you're just regular like park ranger, fire watcher. You're just kind of, and you're developing this relationship that you can sort of lead, I guess, with Delilah. Um, and then things take a, an in, I think an interesting turn. Yeah, but like you're nodding. <laughs> yeah, but like um, it, you know, we we start seeing this conspiracy theory sort of come to life where like you it, know it, it gets like really so the game was super c cool because like you kind of just like explore the area and you do these tasks so it's very like you know rewarding like i guess like because like you get like that reward to like finish these stupid little tasks but it's also kind of mundane in a yeah, way yeah where it's like it's, just it's like, relaxing there's yeah. like good good like the, i think the the background and like the I guess the music here and there, it wasn't a lot of music, but you'd hear it once in a while, but if you didn't hear the music, you'd hear like, like the rustling of like whatever, like kind of like when we were playing, um, everybody goes to the rapture. Yeah. You'd hear the same kind of noises. So it was cool in that sense. Um, but yeah, then you, you get into this world where you find out someone's been like listening to your conversations with Delilah and, uh, you find this really sketchy clipboard that has all these yeah. notes about you and, and, and you start realizing that there's something weird going on here. And you see this fenced off area and you're like, why is this place fenced off? And then, so it starts to go like kind of almost sci-fi in a sense. And you're like, which you're, I wasn't a big fan of either. I, you know, I, it goes into, it's not even sci-fi, but it goes into this huge conspiracy theory where like the, the next probably two thirds of the game or even like, you know, like more than two thirds of the game is very like, what's going on? Why why are these, why are these people following us? Like why why are these people listening to us? And and they, you know, Henry and Delilah come up with arguably like this like crazy conspiracy theory. But since you're playing a video game, you're like, oh shit, like, like this is probably what's going on. Like the government's probably spying on these two. Like they're thinking they're part of this like social experiment. Like they're all this kind of stuff, which to be honest, I think that that'd be a really cool, like psychological experiment. Well, yeah, it would be. And then you start playing the, the whole psychological thing that you brought up Luke before, where it's like the hero aspect or the hero. Um, yeah. They think they're so important complex. that people are like, yeah, they think they're like the main story person. They got to go figure this out. Everybody's like, watching them. Yeah, everyone they're, cares what they're doing. They're the main character. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, which it's, yeah, that's actually kind of funny. Yeah. Because <laughs> you are playing the character. But, I know, I know. But like, yeah, she gets like super paranoid and you're like, you're, you're on the total opposite because your guy wants to like basically get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And like, but they're, they're like, no, like we got to figure this out. We got to find also, the bomb this. So then also to make things more complicated, a huge fire starts raging uh, in the forest. Uh, and it's, you know, not they're they're trying to contain it and it's it's going um then you start a second fire by accident yeah but that's also because you guys are so okay let's give it context so you go into that you finally find your way into that closed off area that's like in the middle of this woods which is really weird and you find this like all this super high techy stuff for 1989 and you're like what is going on here you do some investigation you find out you think there's three people in this area like doing like Research on research you. on you, but also like two other people apparently, and you're assuming it's those two uh, missing girls that you meet in the first day that you're at the yeah the tower, and then 
you find this like this like scanning thing it's almost like a metal detector and you use it to go around a little bit more and then delilah decides that hey we should burn this down you can have an option if you want to burn it down or not burn it down i said no and it still yeah. burns down yeah it does so yeah. luke and i both chose no but then when you start to leave all of a sudden it catches fire because They're, the, the they, they 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 set it up for they that, set it up right? for yeah. that exact reason um so again and then i really like so at this point at the point of this huge fire and everything you're like high on the conspiracy thought train like i was like who's trying to fucking kill me like like what's going on like blah blah blah. and eventually it leads you into this cave with a locked gate which i found at the beginning of the game i'm not sure if you found that early on too in the cave yeah yes i found it like immediately and i was just like i knew just judging by the amount of games that i've played i was like this cave is gonna have some significance at 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 some point here yeah and it's funny because the first time you see the cave and she's like you gotta be careful in the cave and you're like yeah yeah and then you like bang on it and all of a sudden you're like oh like oh my god and then yeah she's like what happened what happened he's like no i'm just playing with you there's nothing wrong yeah the the like i said the voice acting was great yeah like there's like there was a really um we'll get i think we'll get into that after we do this recap of the game i guess Yeah, yeah but i think just just right early here i think there's yeah we'll get into it later anyways so so what no what i was gonna say is like then you finally eventually secretly find the lost key to open this gate in the uh cave and you're like i'm gonna find out everything that's going on here and you're gonna assume that it was all doing with that i whole thought it was closed I, off area with like well i thought people. it was like i thought it was like a government agency in Same. there I thought, it was like, yeah, I thought there was like there was aliens down there in this park and like they were like dissecting them in this basement so um one thing that i didn't really mention or we didn't really mention is throughout the game you're sort of learning not just about kind of i guess delilah's past um but also about sort of the past within firewatch like within the park right so Shaw national park so one of the things that you do start learning about is the old firewatcher who had your station and they talk about it i guess it was this kind of like weird guy and his young son um, and I guess Delilah kind of took a liking to the sun. The two of them sort of started bonding and you, you kind of hear a little bit more about the sun and how eventually, you know, the son and the dad kind of packed up and left and they were never, they kind of just left quickly and weren't heard from again. Um, and that's why they hired you in. So, you know, finally you get into this cave and you're like, oh, I got him in this cave. And then somebody tries to like cave you in. So you have to walk out and you find, which I thought was really cool. The kid, this little kid, um, Brian. Brian. Yeah. So like when you find his actual camp or uh, his little area, you kind of find out from like conversation with um, Delilah that he liked Dungeons and Dragons and all that stuff. So you I find ins- all these like little cute cards. Did you inspect cards. everything in I there? I did. I, it took me like twenty minutes. There's so much stuff to yeah. look at. Yeah, it was really cool. And, and you, you could read to, his, you could read like his booklet. And you have like, to like talk to Delilah about everything that he's saying. Yeah, and I think that's why the game was really interesting in a sense to me because you just listen to these two characters. Uh, Hank and Delilah talk about it, and then eventually they get so close. He call, starts calling her D. Yeah, and, Hank, and, and you know, whatever, the, and Henry. you know the uh, talking about. You can see just from the stuff that's in there, like the kid was the kid was really bright, obviously, and like you know he. So one of the things I think that that is a prerequisite for being a fire watcher uh, is the fact that you need to be pretty outdoorsy to be out there, right? So like for example, like the dad climbed. Like the this guy, our guy Henry is a climber as well. Like you need to kind of know how to use this type of equipment. I think that that was a prereq. So, um, so upon inspecting his little Brian's little hideout, you kind of find out that, um, you know, the dad was forcing him to climb, and he hated it. Right, Brian was not a comfortable climber by any means, and this is how. One of the big problems when you get into that cave is you have to scale down, but you don't have the um, ropes or the uh, the anchors to climb properly down the rock formation. So, and and you attested this too, Luke. Because we talked about the game beforehand, and how sometimes your parents force you to do things when you don't want to do. Oh, them. Are you kidding me? I remember, but yeah, of course, always. Like I, I feel like we were all kind of forced into doing things because either they like it or they think we'll like it. And sometimes it's, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it sticks, right? Like sometimes things that your parents made you do sticks, but sometimes like they don't. Well, I mean, I remember like my parents kept putting me in soccer and I was like, this ain't for me, <laughs> but they kept being like, let's keep going. And I, it was like, yeah, like, so I mean, I get that. So it was very similar where this kid was being pushed into climbing. And I mean, him and the dad were were around rocks all day. Um, so, you know, you actually find a bunch of anchors in this kid's little base camp. 
And um, it's, it's because, I guess, the kid hid them from the dad so the dad wouldn't take him climbing, which obviously is quite sad. Yeah, of course. And, like, we find different things, too. Like, we found his backpack hanging on a tree. Mm-hmm. And Delilah's like, oh, it's, like, Brian's backpack and all this stuff. And it, it kind of gives you the eerie vibe that something happened to Brian, in a sense. So, yeah, it's definitely giving you a vibe that Brian didn't just walk out of there hand-in-hand hand with his dad. And the worst part was we found out earlier, too, from Delilah that the reason why they left so abruptly is because Brian shouldn't have been there to begin with. They don't want kids under 18 to be yeah. doing that I think job. They, I also just think that they don't want kids, period. No, isn't it? They just want one person. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want, want, like, Yeah, they don't want, like, a family or whatever. Especially, like, you go in those Firewatch Towers and there's not a lot of room. No. So, anyways, like, you find out Brian's really intelligent, likes working on gadgets with his, with his father. Super scientific, yeah. Yeah, but he's not a big, like, outdoorsy kid. So, you go down, you scale down this wall in the cave. You get back in the cave yeah. after they kind of landslide it. After you landslide and you find his base, you go back in the cave to go down and think, oh, there might be still aliens or something down here. Who knows? Well, I, well it, just, it just, at this point for me, it just seemed like this was just a happy coincidence that we found Brian's little hangout spot. Like, because I was like... I mean, obviously it adds up where it's one of those things where it's like, oh, of course I found the item that I need to go into to do the next thing. Um, and then, yeah, so for me, very similar where I was kind of just like, oh, shit, like, um, I have the anchors. Let's get into this cave. Let's find this government facility hiding down here. Let's find the aliens they're testing. Like, let's let's find their big, their big, let's finally blow the door wide open on this government conspiracy that we've been fired up about since the beginning of the game and then you yeah. anchor down and yeah so you find brian's body and uh you don't have really your characters really know what to say i think so the one thing i kind of want to jump in on and just say about this is i think how they like presented brian's body was sort of in its own right like kind of beautiful in a weird way like you know you 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 walk into this like you you scale down you've crawled down here you're expecting this bunker you're expecting these aliens you're expecting all these government agents scientists everything like that and kind of next thing you know you walk into this cave and it's it's like a beautiful big cave and there's there's a hole in the ceiling with light shining down and right where kind of the lights shining down you see this body uh, of, of very clearly of a child like it's it's a very small corpse and right in the ring of light and it's almost again it's super sad it's super dark but in its own way the scenery and the imagery behind that is powerful and honestly kind of beautiful yeah and i was just gonna say that i wasn't sure if you're gonna go the powerful route i was gonna say it was very powerful and you may and you like you kind of attest to like the light shining down is kind of like almost spiritual, um, showing like what happened in the situation. You can look up where the light is and see there's a broken rope. Mm-hmm. You can kind of tell what happened in the situation. And this and so you walk up to the body and this is where you find out that it's Brian. It's Brian. Yeah, yeah of course. Like it's a little kid, uh, and you know by like what you had said, looking up, you can determine that he died from climbing accident. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, I mean, it's like it's it's pretty heavy moment uh walkie talkie's not working at this point yeah um for me i'll be honest when i found brian dead um i thought that somebody had killed him first of all second of all i thought that it was like there was more to go i was like where's this government agency like where's this what's going on here like where are they so i kept going further into the cave you did too obviously yeah you go further in the cave and really nothing happens it's just a way to get back up and out yeah and you get out and then you can get back on the walkie talkie and just kind of explain the situation to delilah and it's powerful and and it breaks her yeah i mean obviously she she liked this kid and she she was the only one because i think the key snuck the kid in right only she knew yeah and she actually told ned the dad she told no she like I think there's another thing that happened. Like a helicopter was coming over once, and they thought they saw two people. Yes, yes, and yes, she yes. Covered yes. for Brian. She, okay. So she was broken because she thinks it's her fault that Brian died in a sense, but she also thinks Ned killed him, which is the weirdest thing that she just pulled out of her ass. Because like I felt like had oh, yeah, you, you try to explain the situation, she's like, no, well, he killed him. Like, it looks it. like it was a climbing accident. It's like, well, no, Ned fucking killed him. It's just like, no. I mean, I guess you could argue spiritually. Ned killed Brian, like in like a, you have to climb, do this, do this, and Brian died from a climbing accident. 
So, I mean, there there is, like, there's, I guess, that side of things. Um, but, like, I don't think... It wasn't malicious. It wasn't like he cut Brian's rope by, right? Like, he, like, he just... It, it was an accident. Yeah. Um, which... So I get out of there. I see that that's everything that was in the cave. And at this exact moment, I'm puzzled. I'm like, where's the aliens? Where's the scientists? Like, where's this government conspiracy? Where's the people listening in on my walkie-talkie? Like, what's going on? So eventually, the fire that you created at the fenced-in area combines with the wildfire. And it's evacuation time. It's, It's time to go. Um, I kind of like, you know, there's all those really interesting nights where you're kind of looking up the stars and stuff and talking to Delilah and like, I was trying to make a romantic relationship happen there. I don't know if you were going gung ho for that too, but I was very like, so let's talk about it. I was going to say like, so that's basically the game at this point. Like you find Ned's tape, you explain the situation, but you actually find Ned, not Ned, but you find his like, so it turns out the whole time, the person messing with you, the person listening in on you, the person that, that, that sealed off this cave, the entire time it's been Ned and he's just been living in this forest because he didn't want to get in trouble for killing his son. So he did everything that he could to hide the, like hide the kid's body, hide the evidence, kind of just like live and make sure nobody ever found it, which is a bit odd to me. I did too, because it just seemed like the situation was what happened would happen. Go home, explain the situation. Well, I mean, I mean, nothing, I, nothing bad would happen to Ned. It just like it was an accident. Like he wouldn't, he would get, he wouldn't get prosecuted for the and, murder or anything like that. Well, and here's, and I'm just gonna spit this out here. And if he wanted to go a real dark route with it, he just scoops that kid's body up, and it's bear food. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to say that there's a lot of ways that I'm sure you could get rid of a child's body in this forest, but like at the same time, there honestly there kind of is. Like, it just, for me, it doesn't make sense that he's, like, the, the whole point, remember when they find the girls, like, oh, a bear attacked the camp, the bears are aggressive here, it's like, okay, like, if, if that's what he wanted to do, and maybe, maybe this is one of those things where he didn't want to come clean, but he also didn't want to, like, aggressively dispose of his son's body, that maybe that's what kind of brought him into this middle point here, but this middle point seems so unsustainable, right, like. Or he could have buried the body. Bear. Took him out and gave him a nice burial. Absolutely. Something. Like he, I, he just left him there. I guess maybe even if he buried the body, I guess in theory he couldn't have gone home. Because they'd be like, where's the son? But I think the big thing was he just, there was nothing that really Ned did wrong. He could have just went back to civilization, explained what happened. and I think he was also quite worried because, um, like he said, th- th- there's a reason he wasn't allowed to bring his kid there. And I hate to say it, but this is that reason. Yeah. Because the, like the worst case scenario happened literally. And I mean, I think, I think for me at least probably one of the big takeaways here is like, I think like when we look at how people act during like grief, like going through grief, like it's, it's, that's kind of what Ned's thought was, was he just, you know, he blamed, he blamed himself for killing his son. Obviously he knew that what he did pushing his son or, or like, into doing something that he didn't want to do or wasn't comfortable with went ended his death. And I mean, Ned just wanted to just make sure nobody ever found out his dirty little secret. So finding out that this wasn't a conspiracy theory at all, there's no secret plot. There's no higher meaning. It's literally just a dad who's trying to hide the fact that his son died. That's what everything's been this entire time. Um, kind of a really nice twist in a, in a way that I wasn't expecting and talking about it kind of makes it seem a little lame to me, but I, talking about it makes it seem lame, but playing it and being in it, it was kind of like, I can get behind this. Now, the only thing that really annoyed me from this whole situation was how did Ned make that fenced off area? For sure. How did he get all that equipment? I know he was toying with like stuff and like making things in like his little bunker, but still, like the how do you get off that area? Yeah, and all this stuff. So you listen to this tape you find of Ned at the end of the game, and you like basically you put in your little like Walkman. Yeah, and he explains the whole situation to you, saying like he was terrified to go back. He just said he's gonna live in the woods and you'll never find me again. And he just goes up more up into the different part of the forest. For sure. So he just disappears. But it just it just was a weird game you've been in like the forest for like three years something like that he said 
And it was like, whatever. Was it that long? It was something like that, something ridiculous. And then he doesn't... During the fire, he doesn't even end up going back to civilization. He says, yeah. I'm going deeper into the forest. Yeah, he just disappears. Which, in its own right, is pretty wild. Um, but, you know, uh, and then... It's, it's weird because you get to the evacuation station at the end. Uh, you have to go to Delilah's lookout. She's already gone. It was... The, the part for me that was unbelievable is when Delilah said... Or when Delilah's like, I'm gonna go. And then you can say, wait for me. And I said, wait for me. I did too. And she said, I can't do that. But she does say yes. Because you like plead. She didn't say yes to me. Say No, but like, no. She says, I can't. I can't do that. She's like, I can't do that. And then you're like, please, let's just stay for me. Like, for like, we'll meet, whatever. And she's like, okay, I'll wait. And that's it. And then you're done. And then you get in the... But she's not there. No, I know. Then you get in your little, like, rail car and you go across and you walk up to her place. You get into her place. She's not there and you give her a call again. You're like, you didn't wait for me. And then you have that whole deep conversation about how, like, you have to go see your wife. And you can choose if you don't want to or do. Move on, whatever. I said move on. I'm going to move I, on. I said come back to Boulder with me. I did too. And she said can't do that. Yeah. She's and like... Because she's a boyfriend. Well, no, they're not together. Okay, but like... Probably. But the whole point was like you find those notes on her and you find out that like apparently she's saying she's not with the guy anymore, but the notes are saying that she actually is, but she like cheats on him all the time. That's like the actual like the actual notes you find in the camp that like Ned took. That's what they say. They say with and then actually your guy calls it out, and she he goes like like Henry goes. It says here you're still with, like, your boyfriend, and she goes, no no I'm not, and that's kind of the end of the conversation. So it's either Ned was wrong, which I don't think he was because he was too meticulous to be wrong about something like that. Or she's lying because she doesn't. Does she talk about him? Like for like, she, I was with him for like ten years yeah. and I left or yeah. something like that. So but but the thing here is saying that he's not. She's... But he also we also think it... Ned was like fucking with him in a sense. Yeah, but those but are his personal weird. notes. Yeah, like he has like susceptibility levels of each of them and stuff like that. Like yeah. it's like it's like full psych profiles on these people and the fact that Ned kind of calls it out and he's just like. Yeah, and then like the the weird part though is like. The sexual tension between the two. And I was going to ask you this later. Because the whole game, the what really drives the game is the, the conversations. Kind of like a great game like Haven, where it was a lot of like the conversations were like really like like engaging. I like these to. conversations too because they didn't feel forced. They didn't, like, for me these conversations didn't feel fake. Like they seemed very, very like... Like they, they cared... And, and they're but really, it seems like it's real conversation. Yeah, like, and, and they're, like, they're like engaged like, in yeah, the conversation. But, and it seems like these are like these aren't like lovey dovey, like fake, like com- like they just seem like normal conversations that I if, if I had that same job, somebody would talk to me like that. Yeah, and the, it gets really, really, really intimate is when you're like watching the fires and it's like stars are out and like you're on like the balcony. And you can kinda you kinda pick if you want it to go intimate or not. Though. Yeah. And I, that's the part, Luke, where my controller died and, like, really messed up and I couldn't, like, so talk. So I missed all those conversations. I missed all those conversations. Just I'll went right to the next day. I'll tell you what. I tried all those conversations. Did, didn't you? You said you had phone sex or something like that? I think you do. They imply it. Okay. They kind of imply that you, you get a little frisky over the walkie-talkie. Because when you find his notes, like, he talks with that conversation. Yeah. Like, I don't talk to anyone like besides you like this or whatever. You're not like any other guy. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's a it, really it, it's a really cool character but, dynamic between the two. So and then at the end, obviously, she says, "We can't meet. I don't want to meet you. I don't want to see you." They don't know what each other looks like. She does draw you, but as based well. off of what you say, right? Yeah. She says, "Oh, you look like a white blob." Yeah. Like I can't see anything. Like I I can see a white. Yeah, blob. and you're like you're like a better looking Tom Cruise. Well, that's what I said. No, I, I said no. I said I said I was Tom Cruise's identical brother. Yeah, I didn't say and that. Then she made, then, then she talks about how short he is, and they just make short jokes with Tom Cruise. Yeah, it was pretty nuts. It was like it was like a pretty Tom Cruise attack there all of a yeah. sudden. It was just like, oh, I'm Tom Cruise, and I was like, oh, see, I wonder if they were just like ripped apart Burt Burt Reynolds if you said Burt Reynolds the other option. You said, you said Burt Reynolds, didn't you? No. You said we, Tom Cruise too. Yeah, I just found a turtle. I named it Turt Reynolds instead oh, of Burt. So. Apparently there's a little secret achievement in this game where you can find a turtle just chilling and he becomes your boy. 
couldn't find one for the you life of me. You know what the worst part is? I left him in that tower when I... He's, he's he, dead. He, he probably died. Yeah, that, tower, that tower burned down. There's probably. no chance that thing's around anymore. No. He's cooked, literally. So I, I literally left him in a box yeah. in the tower, and he's done. He's, I wish I wish if I played the re- like played it back, that last mission where you're like getting across, I wonder if I actually could have took him all the way across with me. Do you actually pick him up? Yeah, you pick him up and carry him around. Oh, but you hold him the whole time yeah, like you, hold you do. Him. I don't like... That's... So I guess we can kind of jump into that. Didn't love that. I wish you had like a little bit of backpack space because you have this big backpack the whole time. Yeah. So like if you, it's like you can store two items in your backpack at all times. I think that that's like a reasonable thing. What I didn't like either was I wish at some point in the game, like I know it wasn't like a game where you saw anyone. I wish there was like a point in the game where like you would like see a bear and had a big bear encounter or something crazy, something nuts. I think that they- Like an animal. Well, you you found the raccoon. Yeah, it attacks me, and I, I had an achievement for it. it. I was, on, I was actually on the last mission when I was walking I don't walking understand there. how you found all these goodies. There was like a random like burnt down house, and yeah. I just walked inside of it, and I opened up the fridge, and the raccoon just jumped on me. And like you fight it? Yeah. And then you like kill it? No, it just like it like bites you and scratches at you, and you pick it up and like throw it out the window, basically. That's fairly nuts. You got all these like you found all these little cool secrets throughout the whole. Yeah, thing. I just wish there was like an actual bear attack. Cause, like remember when you see the camp and it's like destroyed. It probably wasn't the bear. It was, no, it was no, Ned. Confir- it was, yeah, it's it was confirmed Ned, because they but think I, that it was Henry. That's why they write, like, this note being like, you fucking psycho, you killer, we're gonna go to the police about you. Yeah, I just wish there was actually, like, a bear. Like, you saw something crazy like that, and it, like, chases you or something. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, or, like, remember when you have the axe and you finally use it for stuff? Yeah. Which you, like, attack a bear. Like, it'd be nuts. Yeah, but I'm sure that they probably didn't want to do that. Yeah, but again, again, cool. there, there was there, there was no combat in this game. The only death was the kid that died like a while before. Yeah, I wonder... actually was the I don't really remember. Was the kid like mummified or was the kid a skeleton at this point? I thought it was. I thought you said it was mummified, and I, I thought it was a skeleton, but it could be either or. I don't know. Because I was gonna say that means it has been there it for quite was, some time. It was wearing clothes, but like yeah, it was wearing, but the clothes were tattered and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But like it had clearly, regardless, it's not like it was a fresh body. Like I mean, I don't know the mummification time on a. On a corpse, but, like, especially in, like, a, a stale environment, like a cave. But, like, my point is, like, I, I just, I, I thought it was, like, a year before that this happened. Very clearly it wasn't. You said it was, like, three years or so. Yeah, so, like, he, I think pretty sure Ned was in the woods for, he said, like, three years. So, I think it's been a couple, maybe, like, a couple summers that the kid just was in that cave. Yeah, okay, because I was just... But I think it's nuts that, like, I don't know. It's just a, it's just a weird story. You know what's more crazy? They're making this, this game into a movie. And I'm actually really interested in watching the movie because it's going to be very psychological, I think. I think so, too. I think they're going to do a really good job of, like, making it feel like there's this huge conspiracy and then in reality it's not. It's just this guy. It could be a really good movie. I I think, think. you know what, I think, so I'm always so against video games turning into movies or TV series. Like, I'm always just, I'm I'm the biggest advocate for keeping them separate. Um, But a lot of that is because I think that kind of like the special effects... Like, they're amazing right now in movies, but they're not really that level yet, right? Like, when I think about, for example, if they ever made a Bioshock movie, I feel like the special effects aren't really there enough to really, for me at least, make me feel like I'm in Rapture. That's that's my big thoughts on that. Like, I just feel like... like Yeah, like, making a Big Daddy would, like, be, like, terrible, probably. Look awful. Uh, yeah, and even if it looked good, it's just, like, how do you make really, like, do this vibe? Like, it's just... I don't know, like... But this game is probably... I could see this turning into an amazing movie. Yeah, like... I don't know if you ever watched the Assassin's Creed movie. It's awful. I didn't even know there was one. It was awful. It has Michael Fassbender, too. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't know. Like, It was, I, it was I, not I, good. It was not good. So I'm like... Yeah, so for me, looking at this... I, I this, this just seems like it's good enough. Like, it, it reminds me kind of, in a way, of 127 hours. Because, like, it, it's, it's, it's basically... You know, this is James Franco on this, but, like, it, it's... A person kind of alone in the wilderness, but I mean, obviously this has a little more psychological to it and like more conspiracy stuff and talking on the radio and stuff. So like, it would be just really interesting. They really only need like one person in the cast. I'm sure though they would like show, um, like Ned, Delilah and Ned. The one thing, okay. One thing I'm going to say, I love the fact you never get to know what Delilah looks like. I love that. Yeah, it's just her imagination. Part of me is kind she's of like, got a really attractive voice, though. Absolutely, and she's like, a, like I mean, your character in this game. Keep in mind, it's like mid forties. 
Like he's a forty year old man, and she's 30, thirty nine. She's forty three. Yeah, she's forty three, and like you're kind of just like you. I mean, I don't know. Whenever I play video games, I always think everybody's good looking and like. You yeah, know, but you see Hank, he's like a he's fat, bigger dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah dude. he's a bigger dude. Like you see him like that naked big belly, photo, big, 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 big naked belly. photo of yeah. him. So you can see that he's kind of a big boy. Um, but like it's just I like the fact you never see Delilah, and I think for me at least it's so powerful because it's just kind of one of those things where it's just like people can develop. Even though they say it wasn't a psychological experiment, I think we can draw our own conclusions that it kind of is a psychological experiment where people can um, like develop meaningful relationships with somebody that they've never seen before. I have been, and I've been talking to Colin about this, I've been on MTV's Catfish. I've been on the biggest freaking like bender watching it. Sorry, when I first realized, when I first said that, I've been on MTV's Catfish. <laughs> I haven't been on the show. That's not what I'm trying to say. I just mean I've been I've been watching the hell out of it, and it's it's a similar kind of idea. Yeah, right? you, you, you develop a relationship develop or, a relationship like, or a connection somebody. with this person. I mean, you have photos of them, and it's just like I mean, it, it, it's fake photos exactly. Most of the time. And I mean, there's not even photos here. This is literally just developing a caring relationship for somebody that you have met. You know, you've never met. You've just talked to, and I think that. That's sort of a really, I'm getting kind of deep here, but that's sort of a really interesting commentary on humans, like on, on, on how desperate I think people are in general to make connections that you can make connections with just a voice. Like you can develop feelings for just a voice. Um, and then I like the fact that she's not waiting at the helicopter for him. I like the fact that she's not waiting at the landing zone for him. I like the fact that it just sort of ends. Like, it's, just, it's sad. It's really sad because the guy doesn't get the girl. There's no hero here. He's not a hero. He's just a dude that was caught in an unfortunate situation. He doesn't get the girl. He doesn't get any awards or anything like that. He goes back to his awfully sad life with his wife with dementia. And it's just... But he's not even with her. Like, she's gone to Australia. He, he's alone going back to Boulder. His I'm dog's saying. dead. Yeah, his dog died. It's It's... The whole thing is really... And and the build-up to the end of the game, you think the whole time... I'm thinking most of the game, I'm like, I'm going to meet her at the end of the game, probably. I thought so, too. And then you just don't. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, and it's very underwhelming. You're it's, like, you're but like, again, it's kind of... It kind of leaves you with a flat feeling, but that's the point of the game. Absolutely. And that's... that's It's... Like, I'll say the word again. It's mundane, but in a way that, for some reason, just checks so many boxes for me. Like, I... I absolutely recommend this game, and I think that kind of saying that is kind of our perfect segue into let's rate this bad boy so going into the firewatch characters i loved them um the i i really really liked the characters i really liked sort of the relationships that were formed between delilah and henry in this game though and i'm gonna be honest i feel like i need to not necessarily even see them, but sort of. Like, I just, I feel like we needed more characters. It's tough to give characters a five out of five when it's the dude you're playing as and a voice on the radio. Like, it, it and especially in a storytelling game like this, like, I want to see them. Like, I, I would love to. And, and it's weird because, like, that's not a deal breaker at all for me, but also at the same time, I feel like I can't give this game a full five because you're not even seeing them. Like, everybody's gone to the rapture, at least we kind of saw their, their little spirits and stuff talking. So I'm going to give this a four. Uh, for four characters, I'm also going to give it a four. I thought the I thought that it was very compelling the the voices, and even though it was only two characters, I think they just nailed it out of the park. And then even Ned's voice and like his uh, voice actor really killed his little like like one little like I guess like what do you want to call it like a hmm, he gave like a really strong paragraph like he did a nice paragraph mm-hmm. like talk, conversation explaining his whole situation so. I, Overall, three voices you hear the whole game, and I thought, I thought, could you maybe hear the girls too yelling at you in the water? Oh, for sure. They're like, "You fucking creep." Yeah. So Why there was, are you staring me down? I thought there was more voices. Okay, so yeah, but regardless, I think it was really well done. But yeah, you don't see a lot of people, and it's just kind of like hard to give it a full five. So four is fine. Um, background, background was I thought was really cool. I thought like it was very open worldly, but not because there's only like a certain amount of map you can go to, and it's not a lot to do. It's not super interactive, the world. Um, you do find things like the turtle and the raccoon and uh, maybe a few other things. I didn't fully 100% it, so maybe you see other animals. And you see a deer a couple times. And uh, 
it looks cool the world like looks alive for the most part and you hear a lot of noises in the background kind of like everyone's gone to the rapture so fair i think i think fair, the background fair. for me is probably a 3.5 so like 3.5 is very fair and i was actually gonna maybe give it like about the same um the map feels big but it's really not it's really not at all um the mac map feels like it's open world but it's kind of not in a way it sort of is but it's too small to i think classify as open world um i wish and this might this might just be me kind of unfortunately just not experiencing it but i didn't really feel like there was a lot of engagement with the background like you found the turtle you found the raccoon i didn't get any of that shit (laughs) like realistically for the background it was just those um firewatch chests that i would open up and, and get stuff out of and right the, you could read like those like conversations with those two like old the like, two old firewatchers yeah the rangers yeah, yeah yeah so i mean like that was kind of i wish there was more interaction i wish there's more sort of hidden like oh i see an owl in a tree or oh like a grizzly or oh whatever blah 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 so on that note i'm gonna give it about a three um nice. music i thought the music was good I thought the music was really powerful in this game. I thought I think the, the music kind of dominated, to be honest with you. And, and when there wasn't music, I thought the sound was, was really good, and it really brought you in. So I'm going to give it a 4 for music. Nice. I was going to give it a 4.5. I thought, Ooh, I thought it was really strong. Fair. Like 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 you said, just powerful. Like when it came – it wasn't a lot of music, but when it came into play, you knew why. And it really st- strung the story, like the story along as you are like moving around. And then the, the sounds were really just, like, really breathtaking. I thought, like, it really brought you into the world if you were wearing headphones or headset or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think a 4.5 is very justifiable. Uh, replayability. Ooh, big one it's going to hurt. Always, it's going to yeah. hurt. I think I, I would honestly consider replaying it maybe once just to see what it would be like down the road. But I wouldn't play it right away again, so I'd probably give it, like, a 2. Fair. Um, oh, sorry. I feel, just from talking to you, that again kind of touching on the background i feel like i missed a ton and it's something that i would dive back into i think personally you experience the story a little bit differently knowing how it's going to end now right like i think i think knowing that like it's it's been dead the whole time or knowing that you know the kid's been dead the whole time i think that that can actually add a different layer to the game to replay yeah so for me i'm actually i'll give it i'll give it a three i'm gonna give it a three and a half that's good. I'm gonna, I, it's I, solid. I just, like, I, I would, if we didn't have such a jam-packed schedule for video games in the next couple weeks, I would absolutely, or the next month or so, I would absolutely get back in and just sort of explore. Like, I'd spend more time walking around and checking stuff out and exploring stuff. Story. Story was banging. Um, mundane, sort of. Actually, this is the word I've been looking for. The story was anticlimactic. You kind of get to the end and you kind of go, so there was no conspiracy theory. It was just this guy that basically had a psychotic break because his son died. Like, that's that's what everything's been here. I thought that I was being watched. I thought that I was so important. I thought that blah, 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 blah. I don't get the girl. <laughs> My wife, who I love dearly, still has dementia and that's never going to get better and, like, it's not really a marriage anymore. And it just sort of ends in this kind of dreary sad the forest is burning down like 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 there's no happy ending in any way shape or form and i think that that's kind of powerful in its own right i'm going heavy here and even though the story is one of the weirdest stories kind of just just the 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 storyline just so weird ups downs lefts rights blah, blah blah i'm going five five for the story toss into the five yeah, I was gonna give it a five as well. I think the story just was really powerful, and I think that's why they're making a movie. I think it's. I think so too. It just it just goes to show why it's like worthy of a movie. I think this game hits a lot of like ticks for me when you think of a good game, and I really highly like highly recommend it to anyone that wants like a good five hour game because it's not very long. But no, it's not very, not it's very, very long good. at all. It's very good. I so going into our final ratings, I have ended giving this game a seven point eight really really good rating um this game's worth the money like this game honestly is worth the money i actually urge 
anybody who likes story-driven, narrative-driven games, um, and, and just very beautiful um, background and scenery, like I know we gave the background only a three just because of the lack of whatever, but just kind of even walking around it, it's, like I said, it's very Incredibles kind of vibe in terms of the animation. Um, I definitely recommend giving this game a try because the story itself, like I said, mundane, sad, anticlimactic, but I know, I know those words don't really sound like it's a good review, but they do it in this way where you kind of walk away and you're kind of like, oh, but also like, I really like this. Yeah. Like a great way to look at it too was it's sad at the beginning. Guess what? It's going to be sad at the end. Mm -hmm. No, there's no real good moment in this. So 7.8 for me, 7.6 for Colin. That's a solid rating. That's probably a 7.7 overall. It is. seven. Yeah. Yeah. Right in between the two. Yeah. That's pretty Good. easy. Big pretty math. Easy. Yeah. Big, big math. math. Big brain right there. So um, that is... That's our review on Firewatch. It's pretty, um, it's pretty good overall. Again, I'm 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 pushing if you've ever played this game to play it. Um, the the fact that this is free right now on Game Pass. If you have an Xbox or Game Pass, I believe on PC, like go 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 go. Give this game a try. Pay thirty bucks if you're a PlayStation player. I think it's worth it just for the uh, the story itself. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, um, make sure to give us a subscribe. Um, add to your library on either Spotify or Apple podcasts that way you will never miss an episode we have a really cool episode coming up next week um colin you want to give give a hint as to what your guys are going to catch when you guys tune in next week so uh we're bringing it back to what's been over a year now but the first ever episode we ever did was on the game cyberpunk which released in december 9th 2020 and we did a review on it, I believe, January, January 7th. No, oh, yeah. So, so 10th, I think. Oh, I don't know. Right, so around the early January for our first ever podcast. So we're going to look back on that game and do a full-on review. Me and Luke are replaying it to see if it really holds up to what it was when we did the year review uh, rating. We're, we're, so, yeah, yeah, we want to see. You know, they, They've said there's been a bunch of patches put in. There's been a bunch of fixes put in. Um, you know, So going into this, we're doing Cyberpunk one year later. So if you guys are interested and if the game's worth the money yet, please tune in. Make sure you check us out. Follow us on our Instagram. It's at Gameaholic Podcast. We will catch you guys next week for an all-new episode of our amazing Season 2. Peace.